We have a special treat now. We are joined by Doug Kite of Pro Football Focus. Uh, Doug, thanks so much for joining us. You've been down at training camp, and you've covered the Patriots for many years now, many preseasons you've sat through training camp. Have you ever seen the fights like you've seen over the last two days? How unusual is that for the Patriots in training camp? No, I haven't. It's been really wild to see these, you know, brawls ensuing during a Patriots training camp practice. And I was actually talking to someone within the Patriots organization after practice. They were saying that, you know, the Panthers are a really undisciplined team. And if this carries into the regular season, then they probably won't play up to the talent that's on their roster. So at least from the Patriots side, it seems like they're blaming some of the issues on the Panthers. And, and I feel like that makes sense given what we've seen over the last, you know, however many years that Bill Belichick's been head coach of the Patriots, where we haven't seen these types of fights in training camp sessions. Doug, I want to ask you about this offense. Yesterday, I think a lot of people felt like uh, it was an uptick in performance of what they've seen so far. So was today much of the same, and Mac Jones in particular? How did today look? I thought the offense has looked a little bit better over the last couple of days. Uh, still, still a little bit of a mess, I'd say, but at the very least, Mac Jones was able to, you know, finish the two minute drill, uh, with a touchdown, a couple of touchdowns, actually one was a touchdown to Devontae Parker, another one on a two point conversion to Ty Montgomery. So mm-hmm. at least they were able to finish today, but it still looked like the Carolina Panthers defensive line was dominating the offensive line up front. That's what a couple of people, uh, you know, told me from both sides of the, the coin, a Panther source and a Patriot source also felt like the defensive line for the Panthers was really dominating uh, the Patriots offense. So I think that the Patriots probably would have liked to have seen better results out of these practices. Uh, but at the very least, they did look a little bit better against the Panthers than they have against their own team. We've been talking to everybody on the beat about this, these new high Parts of offensive systems of the Shanahan McVay system that the Patriots appear to be installing into their own offense after the way that these joint practices have gone. Do you think that this is something that they are going to continue to pursue pretty aggressively or would it surprise you very much if they decide to scrap it, uh, you know, by the third preseason game? No, I think, I think they'll continue to do it. They'll continue to add these, implement these new, schematics into their offense, which is basically the way that someone described it to me, that they're going to be blending these new elements with the old system. Uh, I don't think it's overblown that it is going to be a a relatively new system, new terminology, uh, new communication. So it's a lot to learn. I do still think, though, the fact that there are those old elements still in play does give them the option to scale back some of the new stuff if it's still not working Mm -hmm. into you know, week one, week two of the regular season. Maybe they, I'm not sure if they'll fully scrap it, but I think that they could roll it back a little bit. And I thought it was kind of interesting uh, something that Mac Jones was saying after practice today. And he said that, you know, he's been able to add some things that he likes to do. Bill Belichick has watched them film on other teams. And that's some of the things that, that he's ha- adding into the offense as well. I think that you'd probably prefer someone other than Matt Patricia and Joe Judge being the guys to, to implement this new system in the offense. I think you'd probably prefer someone a little more experienced in that regard. And that might be why it's been kind of a slow go for the Patriots up to this point. Um, but no, I think that they are probably at this point, full steam ahead with all these new elements. They just need to still get up to speed. Now we're talking to Doug Kite of uh, pro football focus, Doug, the wide receivers, uh, 
yesterday we started picking up on this sort of trend with Kendrick Bourne, right? Had a tough practice, was yelled at by by Belichick yesterday, uh, ended up getting thrown out of that practice today, maybe with the second team. Is there something going on there with Kendrick Bourne? Is his, is his spot safe on this team? I I still get the sense that it is, you know, talking to someone on, on you know, the player side and, and on the team side, doesn't seem like there's anything really to worry about there with Kendrick Bourne. I think that it has been a little bit of a slower start to camp for him. Um, I think that they also want to see a lot of Devontae Parker since he's new to the team. They want to see Nelson Aguilar because he's making the most money. They want to make sure that they want to keep him around as well. Um, and Kendrick Bourne, I think they have a better sense of what they have in him. So, yeah, last, last yesterday, certainly disappointing that, you know, got kind of tossed off of the drill. I'm not sure what the cause for that was or what the reason for that was, and then ejected from practice for fighting. And then I think he still was working with the first team today, uh, but wasn't necessarily in on the first snap. Usually it was those other three wide receivers, Jacoby Myers, uh, 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 Devontae Parker, and Nelson Aguilar, and then Kendrick Borden would come on on the second snap, third snap. So I don't think it's anything to really panic about at this point, but I personally did notice that he wasn't in on those first snaps and that that in itself was notable. Doug, I want to flip it to the defense. I uh, saw a lot of reports out of practice today that Jalen Mills had a second really great practice, uh, joint practice against the Panthers. Do you see Jalen Mills doing anything particularly different or having developed himself differently than the Jalen Mills we saw last year? Or is this really more him taking advantage of maybe a, a less talented Panthers team? Uh, I think it could be a little bit of both. I've been really impressed by Jalen Mills over the last couple of days. And I was a little bit down on him as being that top cornerback on the Patriots defense, just because he's never really been that type of player during the course of his career. It's not like he's this ascending young player. He's been in the NFL for quite a long time. He's 28 years old. One thing I will say though, is that last year was really the first year of his NFL career that he was able to, stick it outside cornerback the whole year, play the whole season in that position. Before that, he was a safety, he was a slot cornerback. So maybe just entering his second season in that same role is what's been beneficial for him. But, I mean, he's had some tough matchups against D.J. Moore. D.J. Moore is, is good enough that the Panthers gave him $20 million a year in a new contract this year. So that's, you know, one of, one of the tougher matchups around the NFL. And Jalen Mills has really been dominating that matchup. So, uh, it's it's not something that I, I expected to see heading into these joint practices. Definitely not something I expected to see heading into the summer. But as of right now, the Patriots are in pretty good shape with Jalen Mills as their outside cornerback. If he can play other wide receivers the way that he's handled DJ Moore in these practices. We're talking to Doug Kide of Pro Football Focus. He's joining us in the Harbor One Hotline. And Doug, uh, you talk about Jalen Mills. Let's talk about the others because Jawan Williams being on the IR season ending, I, I don't think that's a you know, anything blip on the radar. And, and to be honest with you, Malcolm Butler, I'm not so sure either. If that maybe that's just depth. But what else does it look like? It, Jonathan Jones looks like he's on the opposite side with maybe a Marcus Jones in the slot. Like, what are you seeing from the other corners? Yeah, that looks like one option that they could put Jonathan Jones outside opposite Jalen Mills, and then rookie Marcus Jones in the slot. Today, there were some snaps where Jonathan Jones was staying on the bench, and you actually saw Sean Wade playing outside opposite Jalen Mills. So I'm not sure if that would continue into the season. I think we'll see Terrence Mitchell get some matchups as well, depending on who they're playing. Uh, but what I'd count on for week one would be Jalen Mills and Jonathan Jones as the outside cornerbacks, 
and then rookie Marcus Jones in the slot. Mm. Marcus Jones made a really impressive interception today. It was against Sam Darnold, deflected the ball in the air, then picked it off with kind of a toe tap by the sideline. So I think that he, he's been playing up to what people expected out of him. He fell a little bit in the draft because he's undersized. He had an injury, wasn't able to work out. But, you know, based on what people saw from him in Houston, he could have wound up being a, a guy who runs like a 4-3. He really could have exploded if he wasn't injured and was actually able to perform at the combine. So it's, it's not a great cornerback group. It's a bunch of guys that might be, you know, number twos, threes, fours on other teams. But I will say that they got decent depth at that position at least. And the fact that Joan Williams and Malcolm Butler were both placed on injured reserve – yeah, it, it hurts their depth if there's injuries at that position. But I actually was thinking that both of those guys were going to be off the roster because you've got the two rookies, you've got Jonathan Jones, uh, you've got Jalen Mills. You have to assume that that um, uh, that uh, number 29, uh, Justin Bethel, is going to be making mm-hmm. the roster based on special teams prowess. So then there's really only one other guy who's going to make the roster, and that was coming down between Terrence Mitchell, Malcolm Butler, Joan Williams, Sean Wade, these other guys. And at this point, I think it would probably be Terrence Mitchell who would be that sixth guy on the roster. So, Doug, I want to ask you a little bit of a bigger question, a bigger picture question, I should say, uh, because you've covered the Patriots for several seasons, but with pro football focus, you're more looking at the national level of things. Uh, With all the changes in the Patriots coaching staff and in this post-Brady era, do you feel like, I guess, how should I say this? How are other franchises, sources that you're talking to and other franchises around the league, what are they making of the play calling situation in New England and just the way the lack of an offensive coordinator, lack of a defensive coordinator, the unique structure of their coaching staff here? I think they're just as perplexed by it as most of the fans and media in New England. Uh, you know, one person I, I talked to thought that this could you know, hinder the the improvement level of Mac Jones, having Joe Judge as his quarterback coach, having never, never done that before, having Matt Patricia as the offensive play caller. And a lot of people trust Bill Belichick. And if there was any other head coach in the NFL trying to manage this, I think you'd be roundly mocked a lot more than Bill Belichick is right now. But yeah, what I would say is that people are, are a little bit confused that you've got defensive-minded former head coach as the play caller. We've got a special teams-minded head coach as the quarterback's coach. And really not a lot of other offensive experience in the coaching staff. I mean, you look at Ross Douglas, who's a wide receivers coach. He was a college defensive back. He was on the defensive staff last year. Running back coach, the running backs coach is Vinny Sincera. He was an NFL safety. He was a he was the co-running backs coach with Ivan Fears last year. But he was focused on defense even up to, you know, two years ago. So there's just not a lot of experience on that coaching staff focused on offense. I think having Bill Belichick there certainly helps because he can do anything. But you, you'd ideally like to have some other leadership who's really rose through the ranks of the offensive coaching staff, and they don't have that right now. And I think that's what a lot of other people around the NFL are seeing. So if it works out, uh, I guess this is kind of Bill Belichick's magnum opus as, as a head coach and uh, managing to pull all this together. But um, I don't think a lot of people are expecting this to look very pretty this season. All right. Doug Kide from Pro Football Focus. Thank you so much for joining us, providing a little insight from the second day of joint practices for the Patriots against the Carolina Panthers.